Blog Talk Radio. You have tuned in to the Sports Docket with Ace Man and the Cross. The best sports radio show on Blog Talk Radio. Big gap in left center field. Everybody playing very deep as right hits one deep to left field. Headley back near the wall. It's out of here! The Mets win the ball game! David Wright with a two-out, two-run walk-off home run on the bottom of the ninth. And the Mets win it five to three. Puck controlled. The Devils unable to clear. Diving play by Girardi to keep it in. Shanahan to Girardi. In front, just missed by Gomez, who was cutting to the net. Tootin kept it in. Girardi to Gomez. He scores! Scotty Gomez! It's a power play goal! Rangers lead 1-0. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet. Airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Oh my God. This ball's thrown and Tyree just goes up for it like a basketball player. Harrison trying to knock it down. And Eli, man, I don't know how he got out of there. I thought he was on the ground and, and then he came out of the pile and just slings it. Live from Lindbrook and Brooklyn, New York. This is the Sports Docket Radio Show with Ace Man and the Quas on Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to episode 51 of the Sports Docket right here on Blog Talk Radio, Sunday night, uh, December 21st, 2008. Our first show in about three weeks, so we're back to be on the. We're glad to be back on the air once again. And uh, I'm Ethan Quasson. And I'm Steve Ackerman, a very, very mad Jet fan right now. As, oh, uh, the obvious, pain. Obviously, uh, one of the worst games of the season once again. I mean, the Jets have that West Coast sickness this year where uh, they've gone 0 for 4 on the West Coast, I believe. Well, let's see, Oakland, San Francisco, Seattle, and San Diego. So they're, they're 0 for 4 on the West Coast this year. Uh, just one of the worst uh, games by the Jets. and could not have come at a worse time. You know, it must have been embarrassing seeing Mo Morris run all over the Jets today. I mean, I mean, where did he come from and just I mean, ran over? They just yeah. They, they they weren't clicking any phase of the game whatsoever. Uh, the offensive line allowed sack after sack after sack. Twenty-four uh, sacks uh, on the day. Line, I don't believe they had a sack on Seneca Wallace. So Not a single if, sack. If you get beaten at the line, then I it's hard to win a football game, especially if you're getting beat on both sides of the ball. I mean, Seneca Wallace managed the game. He didn't do anything special, but he did what he had to do. Uh, the running game, yeah, was very consistent, and they played hard for uh, Mike Holmgren in his last game as the coach of uh, the Seattle Seahawks. And then we can imagine we have a lot of pissed-off Jet fans on our line. Uh, you can call in at 646-478-5118. As always, you can aim Steven at Metsnatic 910. Aim myself. Go talk to Quas. I mean, right now, if you're a Jets fan, this is what you're going to be doing next week. Uh, besides watching the Jets-Miami game, you're also going to be watching New England and Buffalo. And uh, I guess someone in the Jets organization should slip a check over to the Bills. And uh, hopefully the Bills can take care of New England. Because final. Did Buffalo beat uh, Denver today? Do you know if Buffalo beat Denver today? 
Uh, Buffalo and Denver. I can check that right now. Um, so, so I, I saw Buffalo. Uh, there was bonus coverage on CBS. Uh, well, Buffalo has nothing to play for. Uh, Buffalo did defeat Denver 30-23, a final. But, yeah, that's huge because now um, we have Denver at San Diego. That's for the AFC West title next week. So, I mean, you have to figure uh, probably Denver at San Diego or maybe uh, Miami at Jets will probably be the NBC Flex game next week, uh, which will be yes, Thursday Night Football. Yeah, we'll get into all the NFL. Well, uh, let me just give a quick giant update. Uh, 10-7 right now is the score, in case you're not watching that game, which I know I am right now. Uh, Should be a good one. Should be a good finish tonight. Uh, 10-7 Giants right now. The weather is holding up, so that shouldn't be much of a factor in the game. Uh, 10-40 to go in the second quarter. Uh, So that's for uh, first place overall in the NFC. The winner will get home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And the Giants using the run again a little bit in this one. Brandon Jacobs, a two-yard run. And, yeah, the Giants had the 10-7 lead. Uh, the Panthers got on the board with DeAndre Williams, 13-yard run. So it's 10-7 right now. Giants on top in that one. Uh, Steve, we do have a caller. Uh, it's, it's, what else is new? It's from your area code. 516 area code. You're on the sports docket. What's going on? Hey, man. What's up? What's, up? What's your name? Where are you calling from? Brennan Hennessy calling from uh, Limber. Obviously. Going on. Hey, I'm watching the Giants uh, rolling, baby. But, you know, the defense is struggling a little bit. So you're a uh, Giants well, fan. Well, I mean, they're 10-7 right now uh, against one of the best teams, hottest team right now in the NFC in Carolina. So, so far you got to be happy with that start after they only scored eight points against Dallas last week. Yeah, that was a heartbreaker. That was embarrassing, but... Hopefully, trying to bounce back. The Giants have lost two in a row, so they're due for a win, definitely. Uh-huh. Well, I think Brandon Jacobs. Brandon Jacobs uh, sure does make all the difference. Uh, yeah. You just see the offense just flows better when Jacobs is in the lineup. Oh yeah. yeah Jacobs makes a difference, not Dominique Hickson. I mean, he's no Plaxico Burris. We learned that last week. I mean, at least uh, like you know, I mean, you know, uh, Jacobs at least won't shoot himself in the thigh. At least, at least he won't do that. <laughs> so, but, uh, what do you think? Uh, how far do you think the Giants are gonna go? I think they're gonna go all the way. I uh, well, yeah, I guess uh, we got positive thinking. You gotta think that if you're a Giants fan. I mean, they do have some flaws, but I guess they can compete with anybody, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a question for you. All. Right now, are we watching the NFC Championship game? A preview. Ooh, gonna have to say no. I'm going to have to say the championship game is going to have to be the Falcons and the Giants. Atlanta Falcons, Matt Ryan and the Falcons. Yes. And and Michael Vick is going to be uh, cringing in his uh, jail cell watching this one. But he could have been there. But, yeah. But, I mean, um, that would be something. Falcons, two years removed from the Michael Vick incident and ready to go into the NFC championship game. That would be something. Michael Vick's a sick, sick man. Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, Wolf Wolf, Michael Vick. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, with the Falcons, I mean, what, what are you there having? Uh, Matt Ryan is, he, he, you know, he should, he's definitely going to be Rookie of the Year, I think. Uh, maybe he should get some votes for MVP, too. He's done that good of a job for Atlanta this year. I mean, what were they, four four wins last year, maybe less? Three wins? Yeah. yeah. And now Falcons? seeing them towards an NFC South, uh, well, not going to win the title because Carolina's having no. a year, but going to lead them to a playoff rush. 
Yeah, and, and speaking of, you know, they beat Minnesota today, and we'll get into the tiebreakers later on. But the Vikings, uh, they can still clinch uh, that NFC North if the uh, if the Packers uh, defeat the Bears tomorrow night. So. All right, well, thank you. Yeah, bro. Thanks for the call, man. All right. Thanks. Oh, okay. well, we have another uh, – your area is representing early tonight, as usual. We have another caller, another five – actually, the other 516 caller hung up. I can call back in. It's a 5165. Who else we got, Claude? Um, the, the call just hung up, but he can call back in, and we'll put him right back on. So. Okay. I will uh, again, have a uh, giant update here. Uh, the Panthers are in the red zone at inside the giant five, uh, catched by Steve Smith in the red zone. Uh, we have first and goal for Carolina at the three. So if a score happens, we'll be the first ones. Steve? Yes, I'm here. Yeah, it will be the first one to tell you, as Steve was going to say. Yeah, so, I mean, the Panthers, obviously, um, this team looks very similar to the same team that went to the uh, the Super Bowl against the, against the uh, Patriots a couple of years ago. I mean, it's pretty much the same special teams. Uh, the, uh, John Casey, the kick. Uh, I mean, the, the Panthers' rushing attack is just incredible. The oh, now it is. Jonathan Stewart are having some year. Uh, they're both having uh, career years. Those two are a very good dynamic duo. And, and Jim Fox up. is always uh, doing the same sort of great coaching as always done. Or as uh, as Tiki Barber said, after the Panthers defeated the Giants 23 nothing in that uh, wild card game, he said, we got outcoached. Yep. That was the quote. Yep. So the Panthers and Giants right now, uh, again, it's second and goal from the Giants five, and the Panthers are threatening to take the lead. Uh, It's a pretty high-powered offense, both teams, no question about that. And uh, we'll see what happens. The Giants are – It appears that Carolina has scored D'Angelo Williams with a rushing touchdown from five yards out. So it will be 13-10 Carolina with the – with the extra point pending, so we'll, go, we'll keep you updated on that throughout the night. And uh, let's get back a little bit into this New York Jet game. Of course, I uh, just also want to remind the callers, uh, our listeners, uh, you can call in at any time. The number is one six four six four seven eight five one one eight. Anything at all that's on your mind, whether it be baseball, football, hockey, whatever it is on your mind. Even give basketball. Them, even uh, even lo- you're the Knicks. We'll lo- give them their 32 seconds later in the show. But for right now, uh, let's get a little bit more into this Jet game because right now this is the top story uh, as far as I see because now uh, Jets basically in control of their own destiny. I mean, since they were probably for around five weeks now, they've been in first place or tied for first place. And now the Dolphins and Pats both one game ahead. So now the Jets are going to need help to make the playoffs. I mean, the last time we did a a docket, I mean, the Jets were in such a different position. Uh, they were 8-3 and three coming off uh, that win against the Titans when we did our last show, which was about three or four weeks ago. And now they've gone 1-3 and three in their last four games. They're pulling a New York Mets here. I don't know what to do with myself, Claude. Well, we certainly cursed them. I mean, the Dolphins pretty much came out of nowhere. I mean, uh, I, don't know what's, I don't know what's worse, the Mets in September or the Jets in December. Uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's a pretty hefty proposition. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you can't really make that bet, that call. I haven't seen a match. Let's see if the Jets can recover here. I mean, now the Jets, I mean, could they hope for a Baltimore loss I to mean, uh, Jacksonville? I mean, I, mean, can. I mean, Jacksonville hasn't been good, but, you know, they could win. 
But now, I mean, the Jets, the point is you should have had this locked up already. You should have had the division locked up, at least the playoff berth, if not the division. Uh, I mean, when you lose to, like I said at the beginning of the show, San Diego, San Francisco, Seattle, and uh, Oakland in the same season, I mean, that that is very bad. I don't know how you beat New England and undefeated Tennessee, and then you lose to those. That's, that's four out of six losses right there. That's, oh, that's their four no sense at all. Now, the Jets threw out the tiebreaker over New England, so I New mean, England loses. Look, if the Jets, if they take care of business against Miami, either New England or Baltimore will have to lose for them to make the playoffs. Uh, so it's, it's, it'll be interesting. I, I think New England will definitely beat Buffalo because they're New England. And they actually do win clutch games. On like and they never lost a week seventeen game in like five years. So yeah, New England. Um, just they have the history. Far, just as far as track record goes, you expect New England to win that game. Uh, the interesting game, like you said, like a few minutes ago, it would be Baltimore against Jacksonville. Uh, where is that game, by the way? Is that in Jacksonville or in Baltimore? Uh, that game. Uh, I believe. So if the Ravens and Patriots win, there's nothing that the Jets can do. They'll be square out of a playoff spot. Yep. And uh, now if the if the Patriots win and the Ravens lose and the Jets win, then the Jets are the wild card. Am I right? The Jets would be the wild card if the Ravens lose. So the Jets have a tiebreaker over the Ravens. Well, if the Patriots lose, then and if the Patriots lose, then the Jets will win the division if they beat Miami. Yeah, and I think the Jets would rather have the division. I mean, the Jets are well, locked. Of course, you'd rather have the division, but at this point, for the Jets, they've blown it. Just so get in. You just gotta hope get to in. get in, even if they get a six seed. You gotta just hope to get into the playoffs. Yeah, no you know? question. And of course, the uh, the top two seeds are already taken, uh, with um, uh, Pittsburgh and well, Pittsburgh and Tennessee were just played today. Uh, Tennessee well, I mean, and, and also for the Jets, you know, it wasn't too long ago. You know, we were talking, you know, about a first-round bye for this team, and now we might be talking about a first-round bye, second-round bye, third-round bye. <laughs> yeah. And, and a, I, not I, a Pro Bowl bye. They have seven players in the Pro Bowl. Just do. The Pro Bowl. It doesn't mean anything now. That's just no one cares about the Pro Bowl. Nope. Not yeah. at all. So, I mean, uh, Tennessee with a win today. So, Tennessee already has home field, and Pittsburgh also has home field, aside from playing Tennessee. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh yeah. They're the second seed. And Pittsburgh and Tennessee both home field, but Tennessee has the first seed. Has the first seed. So, and that was a 31-14 win today for the Titans, 13-2 and going into week 17. Uh, we'll take a quick break here, Steve, and then I guess we'll talk more Jets. And then actually, we have a caller, so we'll let uh, the caller we'll come on. Call. Uh, 516 Erico, another Limburg caller, I presume. You're on the sports docket. Hey, Ace Man. What's going on? What's your name? Where are you calling from? And the class. Thomas Hickey. Yo, what's up? Where's he? <laughs> what's up? Not... I got a little song for you, Ace Man. All right, let's hear. Hold on. I get this shit to work. I'm a sports doctor. Hey, Ace Man. What's going on? What's your name? Where are you calling from? Oh, now turn on your radio. Please 
I hate chicken hot only eats eats Hey baby, let me smell your feet. Okay. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying, but a little a little original rendition from uh from the Lindbergh guy. Ah, uh, you got anything for us, dude? The song is funny. You got any? Uh, you got anything for? You got us? any sports? Good stuff with the Ace Men song there. I right, hung up. I guess that's all I got. All right, thanks for the call, and uh, please don't curse in the future on the show. Thank you. Yes, please uh, keep your comments to uh, clean levels. All right, we will, we will we will take a quick break here, and we'll be right back on the uh, sports docket after this. He popped him up. He's going to get it. Rochus down from third. Rochus makes the catch. Ball game over. A perfect game. A perfect game for David Cohn. There is Deal. Fastball hit in the air to left field. That's deep. Back goes Chavez. Back near the wall. Leaping. And he made the catch. He took a home run away from Rowland. Trying to get back to first effort. He's doubled off. And the inning is over. Broken back. Foul ball off the right side. And the barrel of the back came out to Clemens. And he picks it up and throws it back. And Piazza's walking out toward the mound. And now the home plate umpire, Charlie Rutherford, gets in between them. Piazza points to himself. And so does Clemens. In the air to deep right field. That ball headed toward the wall. That ball is out of here. Out of here. A game-winning grand slam home run off the bat of Robin Driving the air to center field, Timo Perez jumps in the air, waiting for it to come down, makes the catch, and the New York Mets are the 2000 National League champions. Giambi on his way to third, and they're going to lay him around. The throw misses the cutoff man, shot into the plate, and out the plate. Derek Jeter with one of the most unbelievable plays you will ever see by a shortstop. And the 0 1 swung on, hit in the air to deep center, Bernie back. He's there. He makes the catch. All game over. World Series over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. Here's Aaron Boone to lead off. His first at bat of the game. There's a fly ball deep to left. It's on its way. There it goes. And the Yankees are going to the World Series. Aaron Boone has hit a home run. By the net. Sweet to the front. He's out. Again, it'll be a 3-2. The stretch and pitch. Swung on and popped up again. Off third. Hayes has room. Hayes makes the catch. Yankees win. The Yankees win. The New York Yankees have won the 1996 World Series. There's a snap. There's a kick. It is up. It is no good. Norwood missed. Four seconds left. The Giants have won Super Bowl 25. And McTavish with one and six ten seconds. Puck is dropped. McTavish controls. And it's all over. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. Something that most people did not think they would hear in their lifetime. Sports Heaven with Mark and Evan. Your source for all New York sports. Live from Lindbrooklyn, New York, this is the Sports Docket Radio Show with Aceman and the Quas on Blog Talk Radio.
9.18 p.m. on a Sunday night in New York City. Uh, welcome back to the sports talk with Ace and then the Cross. Uh, we'll get into a little hockey this hour. Also, just to let you know, next week will be our usual uh, year in sports recap show. Uh, we'll be recapping 2008, the year that began uh, with the Giants. Either. We'll, uh, we'll have plenty of guests. Like, uh, who are some of those guests, Quas? Oh, we have six guests. It's going to be a two-hour show. We have six guests joining next, us next week. I'll just give you a little preview right now. Uh, from the Daily News, we have Ralph Vasciano, who covers the New York Giants. We also have Adam Rubin, the Mets beat reporter for the Daily News. Uh, we'll also have Patrick O'Keefe, uh, Yankees blogger, yanksblog.com. Jeremy Kenter, he covers the Devils. Uh, Stefan Lindsay, he covers the Rangers for the darkranger.com. And um, we'll also have Ole Sander, he covers uh, basketball for hoopsvibe.com. So, again, six guests. Should be a lot of fun next week. We also will probably uh, give our top ten list in music like we did last year. And movies. And, uh, yeah. and movies. And our top ten sports highlights. Um, obviously, uh, we'll be home from the winter vacation, so that would be a lot of fun. And uh, we'll give you the take on that. Uh, that would be next week, uh, December 28th. All right. So, Mark so uh, we got an all-star lineup for you next week. Uh, in the meantime, a little giant update here. Um, Carolina Steve Smith got into the end zone for a touchdown, but the Giants are challenging that he went out of bounds at the one-yard line. Uh, the Giants look like they will win that challenge, but but the uh, Carolina will have a second or a third and goal, I believe, on the one-yard line. So they're in position to score again. We'll keep you updated on if they score or whether the challenges are held. So now let's talk some Rangers yeah. hockey here. And some Islanders and Devils, I guess we could too. Yeah, Steve, what about that uh, game against San Jose? Um, I, the Jets did, did do a lot of, um, did have a lot of fight in that game. I mean, they obviously lost uh, by a score of 3-2. to two. Uh, you got to give them a lot of credit, though. They did hang, did hang in t- tight, and uh, they lost 3-2. Uh, Zetterov and Callahan scored the goals uh, for the Rangers. Henrik Lundqvist, um, he was okay in net, but again, he was victimized by a couple of goals by Joe Thornton. Uh, actually, not Joe Thornton, by uh, Boyle. Marlowe. Yeah, Marlowe and Clow scored in that game. Uh, the Rangers, um, the Sharks. Nabaka was, Nabaka was too good in that game. And the, I mean, the Rangers right now, you gotta be, you gotta be happy with the, with the way the Rangers are playing. They're doing fine. I mean, I, they'll make the playoffs. Oh, I mean, we said about the Jets, and <laughs> they might not make it. I mean, the Rangers. It seems like they'll definitely. Right now, they're cruising to the postseason. Uh, I mean, they're, they've held first place in the Atlantic Division the entire year. They're doing pretty. They're doing pretty good right now. Much better I mean, than the Islanders. <laughs> it was a pretty tough proposition last night for the Rangers to win. I mean, the Sharks have not lost at home all year uh, in regulation. They've only lost two uh, in overtime. So, but yeah, the Rangers uh, they, they play tough, and, uh, and we'll see uh, where they'll be standing. But but. Uh, See what happens with them. Uh, do you want Sean Avery back on the Rangers? He just got released by the Dallas no. Star. No, too much has happened. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you want him back. Uh, now let's go over to the uh, Marty Liss Devils, who have won eight in a row. And uh, they, they won today. They beat the Flyers in the shootout 3-2. to two. Scotty Clemenson, another great game. Uh, Patrick Arias nice has... He's done a very nice job filling in Clemenson. Oh, yeah, Clemenson has been like Brodeur. I mean, he's just been terrific in that. I mean, not so much for um, 
uh, not so much for uh, Kevin Weeks, who uh, had that loss to the Sabres, but the Devils have done a pretty good job. Eliash has six points, uh, three goals and two is three goals and three assists in the last two games. Uh, Devils beat the Senators last time out on Saturday night. The Devils looking good. I mean, the Devils are in third place right now. And actually, um, we have the Devils. They said they're in third. Devils are in third. Oh, okay. Devils are in third? Devils are in third. Penguins Penguins are in second. So, I mean, the Devils are, I mean, it's like Rodor never left. And they've they've still been hanging tight. And their offense has come alive. And that's exactly what the Devils needed uh, in order to. The Devils always seem to stuck on offense, but they always seem to find a way to get into the playoffs as well. And to have yeah. success, except I mean, except for last year's first round, we all know what happened. New York. Rangers. Oh yeah, I'm not, I don't want to even talk. That. <laughs> oh, that was absolutely not, beautiful, though. I'm not gonna even talk about that, but um, that was fun for you, definitely. Uh, and we'll see. How, Devils are in third place right now, and the Rangers looking good. Devils looking good. So at least uh, you can take, you can be happy with your hockey teams, New York. Again, you're, okay, we do have a giant update here. The Giants uh, did win that challenge, but on the very next play, D'Angelo Williams runs in from one yard out. Uh, touchdown. So now, 20 to 10. Now 20 to 10, and with the extra point, will be 21. So the Giants' uh, defense has stepped up here. The defense very spotty in the first half. 21 points, and the we Giants saw are, five minutes remaining in the first half. The Giants are looking like a shell of them former selves. So, again... I mean, it's not the worst in the world the Giants don't win this game. I mean, they'll lose their chance of getting the home field advantage. But, uh, I mean, we saw last year when they played on the road, the Giants were... Well, the Giants game. have to either win tonight or next week in Minnesota. Actually, no, wait, the Giants have, I believe, clinched a two-seed, right? Because uh, Minnesota lost. The Giants do have at least a two-seed. Oh, uh, so the Giants, so uh, you, got, you, ha- you have the big thing there, which is the bye. The Giants have the bye, but again, they don't so have... You don't have home field advantage drop, but you do clinch the bye. Unless the Pandas get Unless knocked out. the Giants can come back in this game. Yeah, <laughs> or the Pandas get knocked out uh, before the uh, championship game in the Giants' will have home field. Uh, uh, well, either check. way, the Giants will be in a pretty good position. They'll be better positioned than last year because they will uh, only have to win two games to get to the Super Bowl. On, right. the, other, on the other hand, the Jets... Again, they just need a hope and they need a pray. I mean, right now, you can say Eric Mangini's on the hot seat. Well, I think uh, even if the Jets do somehow get in, I I, I would think twice about bringing Mangini back next year because especially uh, with this game today, like I well, I haven't mentioned it yet, but at the time it was a uh, you know, it was very uh, poor decision, I believe. Uh, Jay Feely uh, made a kick from 45, which was called back because the Jets had a delay of game. He nailed it, hit the net in the back. Now, the delay of the game moved the Jets five yards back. It would be 50-yard field goal. I mean, it's not a gimme in the elements with the 50-yard field goal, but still, you got to give it a shot. The Jets ended up punting and, uh, you know, pinning Seattle deep. And then Seattle then went on to a long drive, kicked a field goal, went up by 10. So I think very poor decision by Mangini. you got to go for the field goal from 50. Yeah, so, wow, why, do you have, why do you have a place kicker if you're not going to use him, you know? Good point. You know, I know it's early point. in this game. Uh, Brett Favre was going for a lot of short passes, and then just as the game went on, he started going all these deep passes up the middle, and uh, obviously a lot of them were incomplete. He was only 8 out of 31 in this game. I mean, should have relied on the short pass as opposed to the long pass. But again, the, the Seahawks, 
somehow uh, Mike Holmgren and his crew had the Jets covered pretty well in this game. I mean, the snow, I don't know, I, I doubt that the snow was a factor. I mean, the Jets have played well in snow in the past, uh, but uh, the Seahawks somehow came out to play, and the Jets did not. Today. No, the Jets did not have their best game of the season today, that's for sure. Uh, the Jets probably, just... You can say it's the worst game of the season. You can just say it right there. I mean, right now, if you're a Jets fan, you're looking at your highlight of 2008 with the win over the Titans, well, and I mean, that's your these, highlight. These these last four games have absolutely been disastrous. Uh, you go back uh, they, to the Tennessee game where they, they absolutely ran over Tennessee undefeated Titans, 34-13, which was, of course, the date of our last show. And then after that, uh, next fall, the, the week following that, Denver, 34-17 loss at home. I mean, you can deal with that as long as, you know, you come back the next week and play hard again. You know, I can understand that. You know, you have a trap game, you know, a loss to a bad team after being Tennessee. I can understand that. But then after Denver game, you lose to San Francisco in San Francisco. You cannot do that. Absolutely cannot do that. That is a bad, bad loss. And then last week against Buffalo, very fortunate to come out with a win. If not a play by Sean Ellis or if not bad play by the offensive coordinator, throwing the football instead of running the clock out with the Jets had no chance, zero chance at all, to stop Mark mm-hmm. Lynch. Uh that game would have been over. The Jets would have lost that game. Should have. Got very lucky to win that game. And then today, scoring three points against a team with two wins. Uh, uh, we have several calls on the line uh here. Matt Matt Pingataro of Seven Train to Shea will join us momentarily, uh talks to Mets Hot Stove. Call first. Uh, to warm you up, we'll take a couple of calls. We've got a couple of calls. You just hung up and cut them back on, and we'll take your calls as well. Uh, 917 area code. You're on the sports docket. What's going on? Hey, what's up? How's it going? What's your name? Hey, what's Where going on? Hey, what's up, big boys? What's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, my name is Tiffany, and I'm calling from beautiful Bayside. Okay, what's I'm, up? I, I, got, I just got to say I love you. I love you the radio show so much. Thank you. I really want your number because you guys sound so cute. Thank you for that call. Uh, I'm glad you feel that way about us. Thank you uh, for giving us a laugh. <laughs> your 15 minutes of fame on the sports docket there. 15 seconds, more. 15 seconds. Um, I guess we'll take Matt here, Matt Pingatar of Seven Train to Shea. Uh, always great stuff from him. Uh, I don't know if Matt's going to top that caller up. But, uh, Matt, thanks for coming on tonight. What's going on? Uh, not much. Just uh, enjoying the cold snow in the uh, northwest. Oh, yeah, you're in Seattle. Must have been a uh, – how's the vibe around there with the Seahawks? Um, I'm I'm pretty mad, Steve, just as you are. Just uh, – I don't know. I think the Jets are done, personally, being a Jets fan. I mean, they looked horrible today. I mean, well, I mean now the Jets, the scary part is they don't control their own destiny. Yeah, uh, even if they, you know, they could beat the Dolphins 48 nothing next week, not going to guarantee anything. Uh, yeah, I kind of I kind of wish we had Pennington back. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think a lot of Jets fans do. Never thought I would say that, but what a job Pennington has done this year with the Dolphins. I mean, uh, in a different system, I guess it's working for him. You, yeah, you know, yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess the jet, he just wore out his welcome as a jet. Uh, Brett Favre, right now, it doesn't look very good. Uh, the the team, uh, well, Brett Favre, no matter what happens now, it cannot be better than Pennington. He can only tie Pennington. 
So I mean, uh, we'll see how we'll see how this thing goes next week. Chad Pennington showed up his old quarter his, his old coach Dave Herm Edwards in Kansas City, uh, 38-31, uh, Miami over Kansas City, and uh, yeah, a tremendous game from Pennington. I don't know how many yards he threw for, but I can imagine he threw for like 300 at least. Uh, and day out of three, three touchdowns too. I've never seen that. Yeah, <laughs> three touchdowns, only one pick. Favre had zero and two, zero touchdowns, two picks. Uh, Favre, you know, he's only twenty-one and nineteen this year. Twenty-one touchdowns, nineteen interceptions. Not, not a very good ratio. No. You want your ratio almost two to one instead of one to one, which is Favre's ratio. Favre better watch the interception. You may have the, uh, career, the the career record for that as well. Mm. All right. Well, anyway, um, Matt. <laughs> yeah. All right, Matt. Let's, Mets here. let's get to business here with the New York Mets. Is what mm. you came on to talk about here. Because uh, the Jets don't deserve our time anyway. Yeah. Especially uh, now the Mets, of course, uh, will start the two big acquisitions. Of course, K Rod and Putts. Who? Um, well, let me ask you first. I guess about Putts, since you're in mm. Seattle right now. Uh, how are you? Have you been around Mariner fans? How do they feel about uh, trading Putts? Uh, they feel they feel pretty depressed about Putts. I mean, if you look at the Mariners coming off a dismal season, I guess the only superstars they really had that they kind of go off of, I guess, marketing-wise and promoting-wise. I mean, you have a Banyas, he's gone with Philadelphia. Ichiro's just, you know, huge. Ichiro, obviously. And uh, Putz is, you know, the other guy that they market, and they're pretty upset about, you know, having Putz, you know, basically saying that he was the only, basically the only guy left besides Ichiro on the team. And they're just thinking that they kind of got robbed in return. But I, I think they made up pretty well. I mean, they can get that guy's, you know, Heilman, he's probably going to start there. Chavez will just replace Jeremy Reed as their fourth outfielder. Um, I mean, the prospects that they gave up, Carp could amount to something, nothing special. Carp could be a DH. Yeah, I think he's good. His defense is suspect, to say the least. And the pitch that they gave up touches about, I was looking at the scan report, about like 95. Uh, he's pretty young, so there might, might be uh, potential in him, but that's just – like five years down the road, so I mean, you know what, I mean well, yeah, you make very good points about you know that trade. As um, I think CL, I think in uh, a year, two years, something like that, I think uh, the fans won't be that depressed with the deal. You know, the putts will be a free agent again uh, after I think two years from now. But uh, uh, not to mention the American. Uh-huh. We got an option. I think Hallman uh, is still a young guy. He has very good stuff. So I think he just needed a change of scenery. He couldn't possibly yeah. do anything to get the Mets fans. Andy back. Chavez. Andy Chavez also in the deal. I mean, Andy Chavez. I mean, as a Mets fan, I mean, I mean, it'll, it's more. It hurts the heart more than the baseball field. Uh, I think. I mean, Chavez really. I mean, he wasn't that valuable under Jerry Manuel. Didn't get that many innings. Uh, really, only came in eighth inning for de- defense. I mean, which is a valuable player to have, but if he's only going to get, you know, one inning every game or even less than that, I mean, I don't know if he's worth a roster spot. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Matt, what can you tell us about the outfield that the Mets got back in the deal uh, from Seattle? Uh, Jeremy Reed, uh, left-handed bat. Uh, he's, he's basically almost Andy Chavez of, uh, of what the Mets – God, uh, you know, doesn't it for a lot of power? I think he had like two bombs this past season. I mean, uh, I think he's a former first-round pick. They were really, 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 really high. The White Sox were on him, and you know, his minor league numbers were pretty good. Just when he came up to the MLB, he just couldn't really produce. 
you know, watching the Mariners being here, Reed, I mean, it's just like Andy Chavez. He's not going to really do now much. Now, is, uh, is Reed, uh, is he a young guy, do you know, or is he up there in age? Uh, uh, he's pretty young. I want to say he's about, like, 28, maybe, in there. I mean, look for him. So he's going like to battle it out. Ryan Church's age, about 29, 30, 28. Yeah. All right, well, the, the guy, um, well, you know, Josh Hamilton took a long time, too. Look where he yeah. is. Well, that's a totally different story, though. Yeah, uh, that's different. Business, <laughs> drugs and alcohol, and now uh, Jeremy Reed. Hopefully. Well, hopefully he's not in that kind of trouble. <laughs> hopefully yeah, not. Definitely. And also, if there's one. Hey, go, uh, ahead. Quas, go ahead, Quas. My bad. I was going to say there was one thing I didn't understand about that trade. I mean, did the Mets get anything from Cleveland in that deal, or do they? There's about 12 players involved. Um, basically. That's... The Mets no. did have uh, Nick Gutierrez at one point, but then they traded him. Gutierrez, away. I mean, Seattle's got to be happy with that though. They got Gutierrez. Yeah, he's definitely he's got some potential. He's I mean, he's young, got potential left in his bat. Yeah, I'm definitely. But the only thing that shocked me really was, uh, you know, Joe Smith. You look at that bullpen. He was basically the only solid point really, besides Sanchez, Heilman, Schoenweiss, Feliciano of. Of the bullpen, really. I was kind of shocked you about that, but solid. So I think that's very nice. You, I mean, that's that's a nice thing to say. Well, if you, see, if you look at everybody else in that bullpen, nobody else was solid by far. Everything, everybody was a a complete joke in my mind. Well, I mean, I mean, if you want to get a guy like Putz who has ninety-seven mile an hour stuff and uh, could be, he could do wonders. Those bullpen, I mean, he had to give up a little bit. You yeah. Know? I mean, you gotta be happy that the Mets. I think they broke out very good in this trade. You know, you keep Murphy, you keep Brad Holt, you keep Nice, you keep mm-hmm. Fernando Martinez. You don't trade any of your big, uh, your big guns, and Definitely. you still get one. You know, a legit reliever, a uh, proven closer in this league. So that I think the Mets just make an awesome trade like that. And now the other guy, of course, K. Rod, signs a three-year, thirty-seven million dollar deal. Um, I think the Mets get a very good deal in this as well because. At first, you know, he was thinking maybe a five-year deal, and they get him down to three. So that's that's a huge win for the Mets, I think. Oh yeah, definitely a big-time deal for the Mets. I mean, and what you know, I'm sorry. But also, I just wanted to mention one more thing. What I didn't realize also, he's only 27. I mean, they they portray his prime. Yeah, exactly. He's he's right in his prime. So I don't see all this like rumored shoulder problems. I don't see. I don't think it should be a factor. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's one of the things that come up too with him. I mean, just you know, remember last year with Santana with his velocity coming in question. Look how he did this year, perfectly fine. I think K. Rod will be fine. I, you know, and this, this is the thing that I love about K. Rod inputs. Both those guys wear the emotions on their sleeve, not afraid to show it, which I love. I think they'll be great in New York. Fire up the fans. I think it's a good fit for them. And also back to that uh, Mets Mariners deal. I mean, Sean Green is the guy. That guy's going to be a workhorse for them. Uh, best thing I could say is Joe Smith, a little bit older and a little more bigger than Smith, but he still has that sidearm delivery, which I think. He's oh, is he a submariner? Uh, he's not as quiet. He's more of like a <laughs> sidearm. Fine. I'm not as much as like a Joe Smith and a Chad Bradford. But well, you know, well, I'm happy to have I'm happy to have Sean Greenback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> Jewish, Jewish? <laughs> the pitcher, the pitcher Sean Green. But uh, is this Sean nice. Green? Is this Sean Green Jewish? 
Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll, have to, I'll look that up for you. Be happy Hanukkah to him if he is. But <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Uh, I have a question for you, Matt. Um, um, I don't know what I'm more excited about. I mean, getting K. Rod and Putz. You know, we can switch between those guys in the eighth and ninth inning, or getting rid of Scott Schoenweiss and shipping him all the way to Arizona, getting him far, far away from New York. I mean, I think Manaya really did a great job getting shown why somewhere out of New York, just getting his contract, getting him, getting his uh, bags, getting him away from New York. I mean, what about that deal? I mean, getting him over to Arizona, just getting him out of New York. That was incredible job by Manaya. Oh, frankly, I was the happiest person on the face of the world right there. I was so happy they got rid of Sean Weiss. I always questioned it. If you look at his career numbers, Manaya offered him a three-year deal. I was looking at his ERA, it was like a 4.88. I don't know why you would give a, a big contract to a guy coming off of an okay year. I mean, I was just the happiest person around. You, you know, you saw it. You both of you guys saw it being Mets fans. You know, you could not pitch here for whatever reason, whether it be injury, whatnot. I mean, him coming out of the board. With the goggles over, that he wore on his face. Yeah, it was I mean, a whatever. complete joke. I mean, hopefully the next thing to go, which I highly doubt, will come, but it'll be nice as Luis Castillo, Please. but that's, uh, that's another story to happen. Get him out of here. That will happen. I'll send them on the next flight uh, to uh, wherever, Seattle. Send them to Seattle. <laughs> I don't really care. Uh, but anyway, um, now the Mets, their other goal besides relievers have been starting pitchers. Now what can you tell us, uh, hearing rumors now, maybe about Derek Lowe or bringing back... And Tim Kyle. Redding. And Tim yeah, Redding Tim from Redding. Washington. Oh, basically, Perez, uh, Perez and the Mets are far off from negotiations. Uh, I don't think he's, he wants five years, $70 million. I don't think he's going to get wow. anybody. So, I, that's, so if the you, Mets are really, they're really, really high on low. It's just a price tag. I think if the Mets do sign low, I mean, they love what low brings, his versatility and all the other stuff that he brings to the table. You know what he gives you? He gives you innings. That's what you need. Yeah, he does. He does. The Mets bullpen, you don't know about how the bullpen is going to be, even though you have solidified the back end. You still have a lot of problems mm-hmm. in the middle. So if you have guys that can go seven innings almost every start, that would be tremendous. Oh, yeah, and Lowe's, I was looking at his number I mentioned on our show earlier today. You know, it doesn't really get played, but Oliver Perez, nobody really mentions this, but Oliver Perez walked 105 batters this year. Derek Lowe walked about 42, and Lowe's high in walks. Is was uh, seventy two back in oh three. Well, so, I mean, you know, you guys heard you guys have heard the saying, you know, if you walk somebody comes back to haunt you. Oh yeah, it definitely well. showed with Perez. But I mean, Lowe's, uh I like Lowe. I think he'll probably sign. Well, it, everything really depends with Perez, Lowe. It all depends on uh, Scott Boris and Teixeira. Once Teixeira gets signed, then we'll start seeing the dominoes effect fall. You'll see Lowe sign and all the other. Boris clients. So signed. you're saying if I had to bet on this, mm-hmm. that uh, Lowe would be the guy that they're gonna try to sign? The most? Definitely. I, I you know I think if it comes down to you know four years, sixty, I think the Mets would pay him. Oh, yeah, I think so. I think deal will probably get around maybe three or four years, sixty-six million is what probably, uh, uh, I'm hearing. Year, probably give a fourth-year player option, right? Yeah, uh, that's that. That's what I would Remember, there's more competition for Derek Lowe than uh, Albert Perez. So the yeah, also, that. yeah, I heard that uh, maybe the Red Sox might want to bring back Lowe as well. So Yeah, the Red market's Sox just crazy. Paying. The market's crazy. The Red Sox right want to bring back everybody. 
I mean, look, if you know, you talk about arms. I mean, Randy Wolf wants wants three years, thirty million dollars. Randy, no way. Well, I would not like that at all. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't that. like that either. Um, and you know, you guys mentioned Tim Redding. I see him more as a back end competition for Nice. I mean, uh, just reading you, here that no, you need to have a safety net with Nice because so you really don't know what he's going to bring next year. He could Definitely. be the next Mike Palfrey, or he could be uh, a few years away from actually being good. I mean, with starting pitchers, you have to really be careful. I mean, look what happened to the Yankees. They thought Philip Hughes, you know, was going to be that guy last year. And he did, I don't even think he won a game. So Yeah. Well, the Yankees right now have no problem with their starting pitching, at least on paper. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, after their signings of Sebastian and Burnett, I mean, the Mets didn't even show interest in those guys. Now, yeah, um, speaking of the Yankees, just want to mention this. Uh, just looking here and according to my sources, uh, the Yankees won't be going after Ben Sheets. So. All right. Thank God. Uh, also, I wanted to mention. <laughs> Also want to mention something else about the Yankees. Uh, off, are pr- reportedly uh, going to offer Manny Ramirez a three-year contract. Uh, what do you think about that? I mean, Yankees already making a huge splash this offseason, getting arguably maybe the two best pitchers in the market in Sebastian Burnett, and now looking for the best uh, offensive player in the market, which is uh, Manny Ramirez. So, I mean, uh, young Steinbrenner there isn't letting, uh, isn't uh, going to play games after uh, missing the playoffs last year. Hey, you know what? More power to you if you sign Manny. <laughs> uh, I mean, a Manny, another, another headache. Yankees. As Yankees I mean, uh, when Manny when Manny is focused on, I don't know if there's any better pure offensive player in the game. But the thing is, yeah, you, you take a big risk. I mean, uh, his actions could, uh, you know, could bring down the entire team. Um, definitely. Yeah, I mean, when well, he's the last middle effect. I don't know. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> he's motivated. He's probably one of the best hitters in all of baseball. When he's not, he's probably one of the worst people you want in your clubhouse, you know, rubbing off the people. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I know Teixeira, uh the Angels withdrew their offer on him. Uh, you know, the Teixeira thing's really, it's confusing <laughs> to say the and least. And also, um, also wanted to say another interesting, uh, another interesting thing about those three Yankee signings. A uh, very interesting thing, uh, Sabathia. Um, all three of those players had career years last year. Is it a coincidence that it was in their contract year and they want some money? Because, I mean, Burnett was never that consistent in his career. Sabathia had the most amazing three months in Milwaukee you could possibly have. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. six complete games, which is unheard, unheard of in, the, in, the, in these days. An almost no-hitter. And, and Manny Ramirez hit something like 400 in three months for the Dodgers. So, I mean... Yeah. I mean yeah, it's going to be Yankees. Uh, I mean, they cannot expect that production from those three guys. What do you think? I think it'll be interesting to see. Looking at, you know, Burnett's coming off his. This is the first time ever he hasn't missed a start. I think he has Pavano <laughs> written all over him. Uh, you know, looking from how healthy he is, which he's not. I mean, Sebastian, you got to wonder. You know, as you just mentioned, pitching all those complete games, throwing all those innings for, for the Brewers. How much of that is going to weigh on his arm? Man, he's creeping up there in age. He's 37. I mean, he's going to have to go to a, an, a, an AL team to DH if he wants to stay productive. So, Yeah, definitely. I mean, the Yankees uh, are probably going to have the best rotation going into next season again, but they still have to compete with Boston and Tampa Bay and even Toronto. So, I mean, I, I mean, the Yankees definitely have the biggest complete team, I think, going into next season. 
But, I mean, the Yankees, Yankees you see last year on paper, they're the best team, and it still didn't go far. But, again, Manny Ramirez after A-Rod, that's a scary 2-4 uh, combination. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me about it. I mean, that's it. Uh, we'll see what happens with them. Uh, now, are the Mets pursuing any position players, or are they pretty much staying with the pitching here? What was that, Klaus? Are the Mets pursuing any position players? Uh, not really. You're just going to be seeing a whole bunch of basically non-roster invitees. Alex Cora's name has been popped up as the utility man, uh, which they do need because they're going to let easily walk away. Basically, you're just going to see little minor signings, um, you know, once they get done with the, the pitching, sorry, pitching situation. Just minor league deals, non-roster invitees, guys that can buy to camp that, you know, might – make or break the club uh, roster, really. Nothing really uh, out there right now. I know, uh, I mean, they might add a, a left field bad, you know, Ken Rosenthal predicts that Pat Burrell is going to the Mets. And I doubt it. I think, I think we might as well play Watto then. Uh, <laughs> the odds of that happening aren't, aren't that high. So oh, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think he's, right now I'm hearing that he might be a good fit for uh, the Rays. I think he's been, uh, well, some people say, you know, uh, how illegal immigrants get Americanized. I think uh, Pat Burrell has been citizen bankized. You know, I think a lot of his numbers are a little inflated. You you think, I mean, come on. The 81 teams are not banned box. Come on. Yeah, I think so. I mean, citizen bank park is a huge, uh, it's a hitter's park. I mean, a fly ball in there is a a home run where at, like, Shea, or somewhere else, it would just be a routine pop fly. That'll be, you know, yeah, you yeah. just mentioned a great point. That'll be another interesting thing is how City Field will affect the Mets next year. Will it be a pitcher's park? Will it be a hitter's park? Uh, is it going to be better for lefties? Because, you know, the, the Phillies just on the Banyas. They have Howard Utley, three major lefties in that lineup. Uh, will, will, the, will the ballpark even be called City Field? That's another question. Yeah, it well, I think that's another yeah it will be. It's, uh, it's, I was talking with Ted Berg about that. He, he was telling me that uh, you know, you're mentioning Flushing Bay is right there and and on the, I think you believe it's the left field side, there's an opening there, uh, if you guys ever look at it. It's just a weird way the stadium's constructed. There's an opening left and that might cause the breezes off the bay to I guess, it would almost be like a hitter's park really for like a left-handed hit like Delgado or Church, you know, routine five balls, they get the little gust off the bay might be home runs at City Field, so and it's Chipper Jones. And Chipper Jones and, and all the and other Abanias. Uh, and Abanias. <laughs> and Howard. Hopefully, hopefully he won't be a Mets uh, killer. Abanias won't be, but uh, I'm interested to see the ballpark. Uh, I'm hoping to get out there. Let's get to the Mets all because against the right-handed pitcher, David Wright is the only right-handed hitter in the lineup. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, Matt, just one last thing here. Happy holidays, of course, uh, the whole thing. Uh, and also let our listeners know, I know you have Matt Cerrone coming up uh, in 2009 on your program. Just one last thing here. Uh, who do you think uh, the first starting pitcher the Mets are going to sign? And then we'll let you go. Uh, thanks for your time tonight. No, no problem. Thanks first, for me on. Um, I guess if I had to take a choice here, I think Derek Lowe. I think once you see Teixeira sign with, I mean, whoever the heck he signs with, um, I think you'll see Lowe. I don't think, I don't think we'll see Perez in a Mets uniform. So I know Steve, I know you got that Tylenol right next to the, your remote. Uh, you could throw that away. <laughs> if that doesn't happen, then um, 
I mean, this it's, I don't know. I really think Lowe's the guy they want. I don't think Perez, Randy Wolf wants too much. Tim Redding might be an option, or they just go, you know, with Santana, Pelfrey, uh, Maine, and, and take their chances from there. But really, I think they need another bona fide two or three start in the rotation in order to, you know, compete with the Phillies of the world or the Braves of the world. Because right now, the Mets, I hate to say it, being a Mets fan, they're a second place team right now behind the Phillies. Well, Manaya even said it himself. Manaya said it. So. Oh, well, we'll definitely yeah, see what happens. No question. Uh, Matt, have a great holiday season. Thanks for joining Steve and myself once again. And uh, we're looking forward. I know you're jo- having Matt Cerrone on in the near future. So let us know about that. And yeah, uh, we'll see you later on, Matt. All right. Thanks, Jeremy. And that, uh, I just confirmed it with uh, Matt. Uh, when is that? Matt uh, and Matt. Matt and Matt. Uh, January uh, 18th, he'll be on the show. So look for that. And uh, all the great stuff we're going to be having this year. Uh, Road to the show. Uh, not a Mets prospect, but a Pirates prospect that I'm good friends with. Going to have him right. on uh, Bison great. Report of the month and all the other good stuff along with the season. So, guys, keep it going. Well, I'll ter- hopefully, hopefully be tuning in. I'm going to be in uh, warm Arizona next right. week. So, uh, nice. Nice. Only about, think about keep it. Going. Uh, less than two months now, pitchers and catchers. So it's going by so fast. We'll be here before we know it. Definitely, and uh, you know, I was hoping that you know I was hoping the Jets would kill some time, but uh, yeah, they have a little bit of time. But yeah, it was a nice run. It was a nice run by them, but uh, I don't know. Hopefully, you know, you never know what could happen. Hopefully, they make the playoffs, and Steve, you and me can be uh, celebrating a first uh, first round win of some sort or something. Maybe I was hoping to get well. Like I said at the beginning, it's a clock to play to you. I mean, the Jets a few weeks ago were hoping for a first-round bye, but now they might get first-round, second-round, third-round, and two bull buys. Maybe, maybe Matt. You got to believe. Got to believe, guys. Yeah. Got to believe. All right, guys. Have a good holiday, and I'll speak to you You guys in uh, 09. Okay. Sounds good. Matt Pignatello, uh, Seven Trains of Shade blog. Thank you for joining us. Seven Trains of Shade, blogterrier.com, slash Seven Trains of Shade. So check him out over there. Uh, we'll take a, a quick break here on the uh, Sports oh, Doctor. We'll show. come back and the show, give you a Giants update, and we'll talk a little Knicks basketball. We'll attempt to talk a little Knicks basketball after this. Getting picked number one by Phil is what every player dreams of. He spends whatever it takes. I'll take the big one. I'll take two. <laughs> he treats you like you're part of the family. So, Danian, I understand you led the league in rushing last oh, year. Oh, great. Just can't wait to make me look at you, Dad. And he's so focused on the team. I this guy up on waivers, but if I do, I'll have three wide out. Maybe a little too focused. Sign up Fantasy Football on FoxSports.com. The new fantasy home to LT and focused owners like Phil. I'm good. <laughs> the Sports Docket is your source for pigskins, pucks, and pointers. Keep your internet radio locked into the Sports Docket with Ace Man and the Quas throughout the NFL, NHL, and NBA seasons. Right now, you're probably slow dancing with a. 
And right now we're back on the sports docket, 9.54 p.m. i got a couple minutes left in our program. Had a pretty good show so far. Uh, next week, episode 52 will be our closeout show, 2008. We've got tons of guests coming on. I already mentioned them earlier on, so that's going to be a lot of fun. To join Aceman and the class and myself there next week. I know, Stephen, you're hoping for some snow days uh, in Lindbrook. You might <laughs> get some. Oh, uh, well, nah, not really. I mean, oh, maybe in 2009 we will, but uh, I was hoping maybe to get one tomorrow. But instead of snow, we got some rain today on the South Shore. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, yeah, you got a little rain, but not any snow there. Um, uh, Matt from Seven Train to Shea just wanted us to mention, got to say on the air, but Chris Carlin is leaving WFAN to work at SNY full time. So he's like doing a Kevin Burkhart. And he's leaving yeah. FAN and going to SNY, so a lot of guys are moving over and into the SNY and leaving FAN, so just want to let you know. Uh, let's get a little Knicks. I guess we'll get a couple of 30 seconds here, Steve. Knicks lost to the Celtics today. Uh, they lost by Shocker. a score. Say again? Shocker. Shocker, yeah. And the Celtics only have two losses. And uh, Celtics won their 18th in a row, which is now a franchise record. Uh, they're now 25, 26-2. The Knicks fell to five games under 500. Uh, buzz me whenever you want, Steve. Uh, the Knicks now 11-17. and 17. I don't have uh, they the had three... open. All right, well, I'll buzz myself. Uh, they had, th- they had uh, three 20-point scores in this game, uh, but they still fell badly uh, to the Celtics. Um, 105, uh, 124-105. Uh, pretty big game for uh, Quentin Richardson, 29 points. But again, we don't have guys like Jamal Crawford and um, and Zach Randolph. The Knicks pretty much their scoring is, is depleted. Uh, Chris Duhan had a pretty good game, uh, 10 assists, 20 points. But the game belonged to uh, the Celtics as Paul Pierce had 17 points. Kevin Garnett only had 12, 26 points for Rondo, and the Celtics won this one by uh, 19 points. And they took care of business, and the Knicks fell to five under, and now they trail the Celtics by, I think, 14 games in the Atlantic Conference. And also, Steve, um, I don't know if you heard about uh, Celtics player Glenn Davis. Uh, he was injured in a car. Yeah, he was injured in a car accident. Was he really? Um, was he Tom Glavin? Uh, I think, yeah, he was hospitalized. I don't know exactly where it happened. I, I assume it happened in Boston. Celtics were playing in the Boston Garden. Uh, before we close out, I'll give a Giants update. What's going on right now right. at the Meadowlands? All right, we're uh, just just underway in the second half, third quarter. Carolina with the football, uh, starting a drive right now. Uh, 21-13 in favor of Carolina right now. So very uh, winnable game for the Giants if they can play better in the second half. I think they will. Uh, so go Giants, I guess, right? Uh, since the Jets, I want at least one New York team to go far in the playoffs. So if it's not the Jets, I guess I'll root for the Giants for a couple of rounds. Just I don't want to play football. Yeah, I you, can't have them two be, balls in a row. You can't. I mean, Jets fans do not want that. Uh, I did uh, get a Lawrence not. Taylor jersey for Hanukkah, though. Also, yeah, oh, very nice. Ready <laughs> getting your first. It's only the first night. If it was a regular Lawrence Giant jersey, night. I would return it. But since it's Lawrence, you got Lawrence Taylor. Taylor the first night. I mean, what are you going to get the eighth night? I know we want to know. Uh, um, well, that was from a friend, not from my parents. But yeah, I got some decent stuff for Hanukkah. I got, I got an Ace Man hat. I got my mom. Oh, an ace. My, my mom customized me an Ace Man hat, fitted hat. Oh, sick! 
Yeah, we got about 30 seconds to go, so I want to wish everybody happy Hanukkah. Uh, check us out next week. Big show. We'll close out with a little young Jeezy. Ace and Lacrosse out. Let's go Jets. Hopefully next week we'll be about a Jets playoff tickets. See you next week. Ace and Lacrosse out. Check us next week. Oh, oh, for my city. Oh, oh, for my city.